When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's supposed to be very slim this scored. Thanks for joining Total BS, my weekly podcast. And believe it or not, I've just walked in the door. It's a wee bit later than usual. I've just walked in the door, just a two and a half hour walk with the dogs and uh, doing bits and bobs to my YouTube channel, which will be coming up soon. Um, thanks, as always, to uh, the sponsors, Group Industrial UK Limited, TGM Specialist Cars, Galaxy Blinds and Interiors, MDB Instrumentation, Ocean Lighting, and Cornerstone Business Solutions. Uh, obviously... I spoke about it in the Facebook Live on Saturday, if you're thinking what you're on about. I do a Facebook Live after every game, whether it's Saturdays or midweek games. Uh, but I watched the game Saturday against Manfield. It was an FA Cup tie. Obviously, they're a second division team. But Burr in the first half, I thought we were very good. I mean, the FA, the FA Cup for me, as I mentioned the other day, has been tarnished in, in my opinion. But I, I still want to see Borough progress in the competition. And they did that. I mean, uh, against Manfield on Saturday, the first half... We were ultra professional. It Pizzo scored a wonder goal, brushed off two defenders on the right hand side, cutting out his left foot and he drilled it top right hand corner. It was a stu- stunning finish. I mean, I put a bit on Twitter the other day or yesterday, not to demean his goal, I'm just saying uh, 
Pizou-esque, it was a goal I scored against Sheffield United, I scored two goals that day, and the first, it was the same sort of finish, but I didn't have to fight for the ball, but people were saying on Twitter, yeah, but he had to wrestle with two guys, I was going to tweet back, yeah, but I, I made myself a bit of space, but I thought, no, nah, that's just been stupid, so I just shut my mouth, anyway, well done to uh, deputant, uh, a deputant goal by Boyd Munz, uh, the Northern Ireland International who's just signed scored in his debut so well done to him that was a fine finish Gibson done well getting to the byline cut it back and he finished it off um, and that was Borough second and we looked comfortable and in cruise control I mean it was a walk in the park it was an absolute saunter uh, against the Minnows but in the second half we, disintegrate, we disintegrated and we were very lucky to end up grabbing a victory I mean they grabbed two back had a goal disallowed, and then we scored the winner via an own goal, it was good work for Isaiah Jones to come off the bench, down the right, low and hard, uh, drilled his ball across the face of the box, and the guy was facing, his body shape was facing his own goal, and it ended up in the back of the net, so, well done Borough, first half was terrific, second half was, was average, and we got away with it, and uh, we crack on, and obviously tonight I'm going to be glued to uh, the TV screen, it's uh, Man United of Villa, well, it's my United playing Villa, and the winner, we will travel to uh, Villa Park or Old Trafford to play tonight's winner. So I'm going to be glued to that game. I'm excited about the outcome. And you as people that write the cups off and say, it doesn't matter, let's concentrate on the league. I say it all the time. Um, why you go, if, if you're not interested in the cup competition, why do you jump in the bandwagon when we play the big boys, i.e. Villa at Villa Park or uh, Old Trafford? You know, if you're not interested, write it off. Don't waste money. Um Glamour supporters out there, I suppose. Uh, Jed Spence, uh, the, obviously, he's been in loan at Nottingham. He stayed there. And I have to say, yesterday was terrific against the Arsenal in FA Cup tie and the 1 0 victory. Can't believe they beat. Uh, well, I can't believe anything's possible in the FA Cup. But uh, well done to them and well done to Jed Spence. Some people gave him man of the match. Uh, by all accounts, Spence, the reason he's, he's returned there is because he wanted to continue his loan spell at Forest. And I was saying at the time, there's no good keeping a player that's unhappy here who's going to play second fiddle to Isaiah Jones. So I think for me it's the right decision. Um, it would find it hard at the minute because Isaiah Jones has been in such good form. He's been in terrific form. Uh, obviously, Jed Spence, he signed for the Borough in 2018. I, I laughed, he's 21 years of age and I laughed that he was... Um, I think he's had 60-odd appearances in the Borough shirts in 2018. We're now in 2022. And some of the, the valuations being branded about by certain quarters, they must be on the uh, still on the sherry for Christmas time. £10 million. We're having a laugh at me. Where are you getting £10 million from? £10 million. Anyway, if we get that, that would be absolutely fantastic, terrific and uh, unbelievable. Anyway, um, rather than uh, carry on mumbling, I'm going to uh, play the part two of... The Burnley's About interview I did with Paul Smith, lead singer at Simon Park. Six, seven albums out. He's a great front man. He's a Borough fan. I would regard him as a pal. I'm not saying I see him every day of the week, but I'm definitely a friend. And I'm intrigued by him. And uh, he's a clever lad. And don't forget, he came from the background of uh, being an art teacher, um, progressed into the music industry, was never planned to be a singer. But to this day, the band's going strong. I think it's 20 odd years now, so long may that continue. So sit back and enjoy uh, part two of Maximo Park frontman Paul Smith. And just as always, I'd love to thank, because without them, there'd be no podcasts or uh, whatever. Uh, Group Industrial UK Limited, TGM Specialist Cars, Galaxy Blinds and Interiors, MDB Instrumentation, 
Ocean Lighting and Cornerstone Business Solution. Don't forget, I'm back with the uh, podcast on Friday and then the Facebook Live Saturday. And then just keep your eyes open, your ears open. I'll be doing uh, my own YouTube channel. I'll definitely before the end of January. Thanks for listening. Charlie Watson, drummers. Have you seen the uh, Ginger Baker's documentary? No, I've I've wanted to watch that, and because I do like a good a good rockumentary. Um, I just recently, a couple of days ago, went to see the there's a, a new uh, Velvet Underground documentary by a, a really great film director called Todd Haynes, and it was so inspiring. Um, and yeah, I love I love watching watching rock docs and. Yeah, I'm a bit scared of Ginger Baker. Already. Ginger Baker's a scary man, yeah. You see him hitting the report on that. Uh, what about Rodriguez? Have you had the Rodriguez? Yes. Yes. Have you seen man. that? Yeah. Sugar Man. Wow. Absolutely, what a story. This wow. is the thing. You know, I'm not, you know, I'll watch I'll, any any sort of rock documentary, mm. I'll, I'll watch it generally. And, you know, the Rodriguez one, um, it's, got a, it's got a happy ending, which is, you know, yeah. you, you get that idea of, of somebody being rediscovered towards the end of it. But, uh, yeah, I'm always interested to, to hear what people have got to say, especially about um, more undiscovered stuff or people who don't, you know, you, you see a lot of documentaries about the Beatles or whatever, and, you know, the, a lot of them are great. But... Yeah. It's yeah. Who, who's who's talked to Ginger Baker before? You know who's, you know the Velvet Underground fairly. Yeah. I mean, sort of iconic now of their time, but still a lot of you know a lot of stories untold from that time and how what the what the what the sort of um, cultural moment was. That's kind of interesting to me. You know, you get transported back. Um, I watched. There's a good one on BBC iPlayer that was on BBC Four called Soul America, and it's a three-parter, and it goes from the sort of '60s sort of birth of soul out of rhythm and blues and uh, gospel, and right. um, it goes through to the '80s. People like Luther Vandross, wow. who I love. Yeah. You know, this is the thing. I I, I don't really have I'm, I'm any boundaries on on what I like um, in terms of. You know, some people will go, nah, I don't like that sort of slick 80s stuff. Mm-hmm. And then other people who, who like that will go, no, I don't like that sort of funk in the 70s. It's too, you know, it's not my, it's not smooth yeah, enough. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I like a bit of everything. So it goes through from, you know, Aretha Franklin and Stax and Motown Records through the 70s and, you know, what's going on, more kind of conscious Afrocentric soul. And again, through to, you know, people like Peebo Bryson, who I don't know much about. Right, right. Um, and, Luther Vandross, who I wanted to know more about, and yeah. you, you know, just yeah, it's it's it, to me, yeah, these these sort of. Was Vandross is singing the Bowie song. He was he on a backup singers. Absolutely, yeah. He he arranged the um, vocal arrangements for Young Americans that, for that record, and you can hear him there in the background along with the other backing singers as part of the vocal ensemble. And it does, yeah, it touches on that in this documentary. Yeah. But it's it's yeah, it's fascinating. Just, I mean, yeah, it's it's kind of over the top and it's not going to be everybody's cup of tea but I love st- stuff like um, Anita Baker well, like Anita you know Baker. the Rapture album just yeah. it is produced to the max it's like it sounds so expensive you know everything's really tasteful but you know there's a real they call it Quiet Storm I think you know this kind of soul music that's just yeah, yeah, yeah. really smooth but there's like a kind of burning soul to it you know yeah. Um, and uh, yeah I mean I'm a, I'm a kind of Steely Dan fan Steely um, Dan yeah like so Dan well. yeah anything that's like you can't 
say something is too well produced it's just whether it's good or not yeah. you know I love prefab sprout is another one where yeah. it's you know the sound became really really smooth on their sort of later records but the you know it's such an odd songwriter and a great gifted songwriter in Paddy McAloon and so yeah I, 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 I will listen to that as much as I will listen to kind of you know really abrasive punk rock music or hip-hop or whatever it's just if it's got the thing whatever the thing is then I'll listen to it have you ever bumped into Johnny Rotten no not, I'm not sure I'd like to <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I'd chuck that in uh, footballers train daily what's the routine of a singer um, is there such a thing well it's it's very it's very eclectic I suppose from day to day you know when we're getting ready for a tour obviously mm-hmm. you know we, we want people to love the shows we we're quite disciplined and so we'll be we'll be in the studio um, rehearsing from kind of 10.30 till 5 or whatever we try and keep sort of office hours uh, more than more than, you know some people just you know Get, get get loads of booze and come out at night yeah, yeah. and stay up and then go to the pub afterwards and whatever. We're too old for that, um, <laughs> <laughs> and we've never we've never really done that anyway. Um, we we'll, we will be yeah, kind of like okay, our weekend is our time, you know. And I think mm-hmm. you know it's uh, part of my job as a songwriter is to absorb loads of different things, otherwise you know the songs are going to get boring and so there will be days where you're you're not doing much you're kind of reading Mm -hmm. um, and writing stuff down or going to the movies and again just looking for inspiration Mm -hmm. and because inspiration to me can come from anywhere and you might not have written anything for a while but if you've been absorbing things and in my way of doing things just absorbing kind of cultural things you never know where that sort of next idea is going to come from and again you know it could be a film inspires what you wear on stage or the or the album artwork and um that kind of thing and it could be you know a trip to a gallery you might see something that's on your next album cover and it keeps your mind ticking over um so many bands go stale to my to my mind Mm -hmm. you know so many singers repeat themselves or or get too set in their ways or you know they might have had a good amount of success you know we 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 could go okay we've had you know whatever it is seven top 20 records in a row yeah great we'll just churn another one out the fans are there they'll like it but that to me is the kind of death artistic death of a band um so yeah my my kind of regime (laughs) is is you know all sorts of things you know keep myself fit you know i want to you know i want to stay able to to perform the way that i want to perform for as long as i can i don't want to do stuff that's you know inappropriate and be jumping around Mm -hmm. if i don't think that's right or or, but our songs are full of energy they're really dynamic and so you know i'm ready to play you know i'll kind of keep myself fit and, and and that keeps you kind of mind fit as well i think you know just having that variation um for a lot of singers or whatever that's the whole life you know because it's all built on image you know a lot of pop singers yeah, yeah. they'll be in the gym you know three yeah. times a day yeah. or whatever and if if they you know put on a pound of weight or look different people start calling them all sorts of names and I, you know i can't imagine that kind of pressure um mm. but for me yeah i sort of just yeah keep fit and um keep keep stimulated in all in all regards so that the the music stays interesting and we can play it 
anytime, anywhere. The last, you know, the last 18, 19 months or whatever it is has, has been very difficult because there's been nothing to look forward to. You know, there's With been... The pandemic, yeah. yeah, there's been no gigs. I knew there would be no gigs, so, you know, it'd be easy to kind of, you know, be a couch potato and, yeah, 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 and <laughs> whatever. Put on the pounds. Yeah, um, which, um, you know, has happened in some respects. <laughs> you know, I, I, I've... I've not you know it's been hard to kind of keep that stimulation going um but also you know on the other hand it's been you know i'm used to being at home i'm used to working from home and writing so it's not been as as kind of big a shift as it has been for other people who you know go into an office every day or Mm -hmm. travel more you know i've I've missed the kind of traveling i've been on tour um but yeah for a lot of the time we are at home writing songs or you know answering emails and stuff trying yeah, to yeah, trying yeah, to make yeah. sure that the yeah. the wheels keep moving on the the maximo park machine and you know i'll be doing a solo record when i'm not making music with the band and so like yeah I, i'm just kind of constantly on the go trying to learn new things and keep your mind ticking over trying to be keeping fit and band members uh, when the tall trees was there before the demolish that made houses i used to see janet jairs the lad the guitarist from uh, iron maiden he used to be in there he's a he looks a fit lad yeah 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 so obviously he's took a leaf out your but keep fit <laughs> for the for the tour one thing i want to ask obviously i've watched loads of bands over here I've seen yourselves but i've seen loads of bands and throughout the year when you do a set list why do bands stick to the set list? They, they maybe go off one or two songs, yeah. No, I'm a novice. I'm a fan yeah. watching the band. Why is that? Because it take it, it, of rehearsals. Really, there's only so many songs that you can kind of have in your head at one time and do it well. I mean, some people are kind of superhuman in that respect, and they'll just right. they'll turn up and they'll play whatever. They feel like, I've seen a lot of bands like that. but not yet. Not many. Not many like that. And it, you, you, for us, you know, if the songs, the songs are the songs. They don't change particularly. Um, so if we if we were slack at doing them, it would feel yeah. The, the, the audience would know it. We would know it. We wouldn't feel as confident. Did it be, does it become repetitive, boring to a degree? Yeah. Well, this is this is the thing on our on our latest tour. We had, I think it was seven seven or eight songs re- revolving so we had a core of whatever that we'd rehearsed and then we had another sort of seven songs that we had and we would swap it up every night right. so people didn't know what they were going to get if they were coming to a few right. different shows and so we were playing a different set mm-hmm. every night right. um, so that's what we do and again a lot of people don't do that and it, it must be pretty boring for them I, I would say for us you know, or if you're on your first album, that's another. Again, you've yeah, only yeah. got twelve songs plus maybe three or four B sides, as they used to call them. Now they're just extra tracks that float around, yeah. and so that's always that that that's quite different. But because you've not played them for years, it's not as it's not as difficult. You know, you, mm-hmm. in terms of the re- repetition, and you try. You know, every night you've got something to prove. Whereas for us, you know, we the fans come, they know that they're going to get a great show, they know that they're going to hear some of the hits but they also know that they're going to get a few curveballs in there so on the new on the latest tour we did a, a song called Her Name Was Audrey which was like a kind of punky song off yeah. our fifth album and again you know who knows that song I don't know you know <laughs> each night a few confused faces in the in the audience but another few people who've lived with that album since it came out in whatever 2015 who know it really well um, 
and it just spices things up then the next you know the next song might be an album track like we played Calm off our third album which mm-hmm. again wasn't a single but we you know it's one of my favourite songs yeah, that we've yeah. ever done and it's really emotional um, and it has this great keyboard solo in and so you kind of you know you're always making these calculations in your mind thinking you know is this a good moment mm-hmm. how how do these songs fit together and if it's not working on a certain night we'll change it the next night um, whereas so you get the vibes if it's not working yeah if something if we feel like oh it needs a bit more energy now or we need it needs a break from the energy you know it's too much yeah. you know playing like three sort of really intense songs in a row uh, you know it'll tilt the, the rest of the set in the wrong direction mm-hmm. you know how do you come back from that you know if people have reached a peak too early yeah. you know you've got to try and manage all of those things but yeah it is for us it's like it's a rehearsal thing you know we rehearse you would have to pay for like <laughs> but um, with, with us our, our band members because we've changed over the years and like Lucas has left and gone to Australia so we've got a new keyboard player Gemma um, we've got a new bass player so um, Andrew um, who couldn't do the latest to us so we had to get another new bass player Katie to come in and then learn 30 songs and so this is the thing if we said to her can you learn 40 songs it would just be you know it would just be mad for her to to try and learn all those songs and do a good job it's all about doing a good job in the end it's all about putting on a great show for us and other bands the great job is to be like improvising you know a different kind of music it would be yeah it would be sort of really boring to do what we do but I think that because the crowd respond to what we do each night and because to me I try and put myself in the in the in the moment of each song as much as I can it to me every night is different and you know I speak to the crowd in between and every night it's something different whereas I know for a fact I've heard being on tour with bands where it's the same banter every night you know and they know that yeah, it yeah, pushes yeah, the yeah. buttons it's like a stand up comedian yeah, yeah, they know yeah. it pushes the buttons yeah. it'll get a reaction get a and yeah you'll get your laugh and off you go and I understand it but I don't it's not I don't want to do that to me there needs to be an element of spontaneity to the to the night mm-hmm. you know it could go a few different ways if the crowd are not as up for it as you think they, mm-hmm. they should be you go into like fifth gear and get you know you get you, you're kind of driven to to sort of stimulate the crowd in in whatever way so it's you know it everybody's different but I think for us, we kind of have the little balance where we learn for a tour. We'll, out of a 20-song set, we might learn 30 songs and just swap them up each night. Right. And so, and from tour to tour is when we drop songs. So a lot of people would have wanted to hear graffiti on the latest tour or going missing, and people shouted out for them. But we didn't learn them. We could have, pro- we, we could have probably played them, but, you know, we, we need a break from those songs to keep them exciting and vital and that's what we do I mean there are certain songs which we we don't drop and I've, yeah, yeah, I've sung yeah, them for yeah, the anthems yeah you know apply some pressure we will yeah, play that every night for the rest of our lives and I am happy about that because yeah. we have that song where we just know people's brains will melt down when they hear that song yeah great what a thing to have in your in your locker. in your locker um, and so to see the reaction to that every time we play it how could I ever get bored of that you know the reaction is unbelievable Having said that, yeah, there are certain songs which get a similar reaction 
where we will just drop them for a while and then we'll bring them back and, we, and, it, and it's fresh feels good to us and you know again you know that you're going to disappoint somebody every night because of the seven albums you know that you know we're not going to like a lot of people's favourite song might be Leave This Island from, mm-hmm. from the fifth album or it could be The Kids Are Sick Again which we've played quite a lot in recent times but we've dropped that for the for the latest tour mm-hmm. on the other hand yeah for the for this tour we, we we couldn't ask the bass the new bass players to to learn our you know our entire back catalogue so there was certain restrictions but having said that like i think it might have been in manchester somebody asked for kiss you better off our, the last song on our first yeah. album and i said sorry we haven't rehearsed it but then i kind of looked at duncan and duncan suddenly started playing the chords really All right, lightly come on and so i sang we basically sang a verse and a chorus, me and Duncan, and it went very well. Right, this is the so, thing, yeah. um, and and it's and it was quite different because it was just slow and you know very different from the very upbeat song that mm. it is. And so people love that again. That as long as there is an element of of something spontaneous where that could happen, then that's great. Right. But yeah, having new members makes it more difficult to do things right. on the fly, okay. and that's just something that we. Yeah, we had to accept with this new tour. But the, yeah, as if if Andrew and Katie continue to play bass with us, if one of them can't make it, the other one can. Then after they've done this tour, they'll now have all these songs in their locker, and we can learn a few new extra ones. And then we'll have, you know, right. thirty-five right, yeah. songs that we could feasibly go into. Right. But again, it's just this: you don't want to do something and forget the words or make a mess out of the guitar. Blah blah blah. Which we, you know, we do sometimes yeah, anyway, yeah, and yeah. that's and that and the the crowd always like that. But you know, it is for reasons of professional nature. Right. Again, some bands are more like shambolic, but we're not. We're tight and dynamic, so that the songs we have to make sure that they're all rehearsed up to the max. Mm. The, the the one thing, I mean, obviously you're a football fan and a music fan. I'm both as well. But the one thing I get at music is it never lets me down. I don't go as a critic. If I go to football, I'm a critic. Mm-hmm. I can be a critic. I can praise as well, but I'm a critic. But when I go to watch music, I don't play any instruments. I'm not there to judge anybody. I know the songs, hopefully, and I just enjoy it. Yeah. Do you feel like that? Yeah. To uh, a- do you go to a concert and watch another band and you're critical? Because <laughs> you know the gig. You know what, yeah? It depends what band it is. This is the thing. I, go, I mean, I go to a lot of concerts. Certainly did pre-pandemic. I've been to like a couple... Um, since I guess the last month or so um, when we've been playing live and we've been out and about I've, uh, I've gone to see um, a Scottish band called Arab Strap um, and yeah you, you know there is, a, there is a, a point where you are like is the sound good you know really? where should I stand you know and all that kind of how have they done the set list what's coming next and so I'm aware of the sort of the mechanisms that are in place yeah. but also yeah like there are moments where because they're one of my favourite bands you know I, I just sort of enjoyed it and the, you know when the guitar let rip I was like playing air guitar myself you know with me we pals around me um, <laughs> and that's you know if you lose that you're in trouble because again that's what makes you want to make like it made me want to go straight and write a song right. same with um, watching the Velvet Underground documentary I um, wanted to kind of leave halfway and just go and write a song I was so inspired you know I was like this is, this is it if you lose that kind of youthful 
energy and and sort of innocence, I suppose, mm. then it's difficult. Um, but there are certain bands that it's it's worse when it's a band that you don't like or a, or an act where you you think I can see through this. You know, I can see through the the sort of um, the structure of it, right. and I can tell that they're not into it, or I can tell that they're bored, and you know. On that, uh, you know, and if something's wrong, if like something's out of tune, it depends what gig it is. You know, at certain gigs that'll really get to me. Whereas, you know, if it's a Sonic Youth gig, it's probably meant to be out of tune. Right, That's probably right, right. you know part of the the show. So yeah, I mean, I, I've I've always analysed music, and yes, I analyse shows more than ever. Um, like I went to see a friend of mine's band touring nationally again f- from Glasgow, um, and there were like eleven people there. Um, in a, upstairs in a pub called the Cumberland Arms near here um, and you know it could have been quite flat you know because what you know there yeah, wasn't yeah. many people there yeah. you'd hope to have more obviously yeah. the pandemic people yeah. aren't coming yeah. uh, blah 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 and but he you know he was he got yeah he got into the music you know that it was like two of them in a sort of guitar and drums duo and it was brilliant you know like again like after the sort of first song or whatever I was just mm. like wondering you know what he was thinking because he's a, a pal yeah. um, and again knowing what I would be thinking on stage going ah there's not many people here but I've done those gigs myself yeah. you know I've done those gigs like in America sometimes you know you'll end up in a town where yeah there's sort of 40 people there mm-hmm. and you're like obviously we played a might play to 2,000, 3,000 yeah. here and then you go to America and outside of the main, the main sort of coastal cities you're in a place where for whatever reason there might be some other band on and you just haven't sold the tickets that night you know, deal with it Yeah. and I, you know I, I see it as a challenge you know, I, I, I'm like those, the 40 people are going to get the best show ever I'll give them everything, you yeah. know and I'll do it, I'll, you know same with solo gigs, you know I'll turn, I've turned up in Austria or whatever and some and it's like you know 10 people there in a you know small gig anyway like 100 capacity room but I'll you know they will get a better show in some ways because yeah, they will more intimate. yeah more intimate they'll they'll feel like you're talking to them which mm-hmm. you kind of are yeah. and that's you know what's the point in getting you know too despondent about it it's, it is what it is once once you're there and so yeah I, like I totally enjoyed this gig the other night and it just depends, you know, every every gig's different and I, as I say, I have other insights into it from being a performer but I also just love music and I, I like getting lost in the moment. Right. Your mother and father, have, I bumped into your mother and father at a few of your gigs. They're your biggest fans, do they actually enjoy your music or who do they like? Good question. I think, I think they enjoy it. You know, my dad will tell me what he likes um, and he, he likes the upbeat ones that he can dance to. Right. Um, and... You know, my mum will say, "Oh, that's a good one." You know, and and yeah, I mean, they're obviously very proud because you know you're playing to lots of people and doing the thing that you you love doing. And for a, a parent, that's obviously a, an important thing that you want you want your kids to yeah. you want to see your kids doing well or doing something that they're interested in or whatever whatever you know. It's it's just part of life. So t- when I'm when I'm playing and I know that they're there, I always feel really boosted by it and you know you want them to experience it with you whatever whatever you're going through um but yeah whether they would actually buy our records anyway is open to suggestion (laughs) (laughs) Uh, desert island if you had to pick one album what would it be 
Um, very difficult, always, these questions. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, there's a lot of kind of quieter things like Nick Drake's. Uh, oh, wait, Nick Drake, Pink Moon. Yeah, Pink Moon or Brighter Later. Um, I could pick them easily, for example, or uh, Cocteau Twins, Heaven or Las Vegas, you know, get lost in that. Um, but I would probably pick something more obscure. Um, there's a band called Life Without Buildings from who formed at Glasgow Art College around the turn of the, the, the new millennium. Right. I think that came out in like 1999, this record. It's called Any Other City. And I just find that I can listen to it endlessly. And I've loved it since it came out. So I've loved it for 20 odd years now. And it's really, it, to me, it makes me feel so many different emotions. You know, it makes me feel excited because it's yeah. really upbeat in yeah. places. Yeah. There's like a, there's at least one sad song on it. Um, there's got to be one sad song. And, you know, that again, that could bring me to tears, you know. And it to me, it just, it's it's very, it's it's just a band, you know. It, yeah, I, I would have thought I'd have been bored with it by now, but I'm not. It's got something special about it. And I love the the singer just is kind of talking singing it's mysterious to me i don't know what she's talking right, about right. sometimes and then other other things will just jump out at you and be really emotionally c- connect with you um it reminds me of another guy i really love called arthur russell where i feel like i could listen to some of his records just forever right. and so i would p- i would pick that one or yeah maybe arthur russell world of echo which is a guy singing the like his voice is buried in the mix right. and he's playing a cello and there's like these kind of beats on it and it it's hard to categorize and a lot of that kind of where where you think what is this mm-hmm. even though i know what it is the guy with a cello singing yeah, 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 and yeah, a beat yeah, you know yeah, yeah. And, it, and life without buildings are a band with a singer and you know a guitar and a bass and drums it's you know you, but whatever they're doing it's just like alchemy to me something right. just coming out of nowhere and somebody's recorded it forever you know you can go back to it and yeah i would be happy Almost happy to be stuck on a desert island with just those records. I'll make you listen to Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.